That's right. It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. That's what we do on Free Talk Live. Oh, yeah. It's Mark with you. And Conan. And uh, it's my triumphant return. Oh, yeah, you're back. How was it? uh, I got to say, Saipan, um, in my opinion, freer than any of the states in the United States. Is it the freest place you've ever been? Yes, but um, I would say this, right? Like, it's not because of some philosophical libertarian bent mm-hmm. in the uh, Saipanese mindset or anything like that. It's just, you know, um, it's just a government that's kind of lazy. And so why are you back, well. especially now when they're, when they're shutting everything down? They got the, the police state is here, my friend, and you just came back to enjoy it with the rest of us. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good question, right? Um, so... I came back mainly because I wanted to check on my mom, make mm-hmm. sure everything was fine at the house. I, right. I was, uh, my wife had a scheduled departure from Saipan, uh, the Northern Mariana Islands, and where I stayed for over two months just to sort of check it out as the, for, the advanced squad of uh, the advanced Liberty squad to check out Saipan. Right. And she, you know, she had to get Jack back for school, but school never happened. Ah, it's not probably going to happen. <laughs> Before she left, everything was fine. In the air, you, the you, whole world caught fire. You don't homeschool, Jack? We do. Uh, we A little bit to, of both. We do. Uh, well, I mean, I think homeschooling means take re- taking responsibility for your uh, kid's education. Exactly. I, I was not able to do it myself. Yeah. Uh, luckily, New Hampshire has this online system, and so my daughter got to... VLAX. VLAX, correct. Yeah. Because I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm I can I can especially young people. I'm not patient enough. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now we're sending him to a uh, to, to a private school. Good. So, uh, but the private school shut down, and it may nothing. It may very well be that no schools open up for you, the rest of the year. You, I don't know. You might have to start researching VLAX. <laughs> well. I think he's kind of young for it, honestly. Velax uh, requires a certain level of uh, uh, internet savvy that right. perhaps he doesn't he, have. He, he, wait, he's, he's like 10, 11, 12, something he like that? Uh, gonna be, he is 12 now. He can handle it. He probably knows more about computers than you do. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, knows how, he knows how to play uh, Flash games on his tablet. Sure. Oh, there you go. So, so uh, you got furloughed. You were, getting, you were stuck in the system like, a, like lost luggage. How did you get back finally? Weren't you, like, stuck in Florida for, like, a week or something? Well, uh, my Thursday flight was bumped back. So uh, let, let me give the, the, the story real quick. So um, on, I guess it was the 23rd of March, my wife was scheduled to leave. Mm-hmm. I decided that it was likely, or at least possible, that an interstate travel lockdown would occur. Right. And when you're on a little island of 50,000 people that has a limited supply chain... That can be bad. Yeah. So, and I had intended to leave in two weeks anyway to come back for sort of the convention circuit and, you know, doing these things. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to move to Saipan, but I'm going to bring my family with me when I do it. Roger that. Um, so I'm a resident there at this time, but, and I've got some stuff there. I've got a place to live there, but I want to get my, you know, all the things that I want to bring. You get your house in order, too. Yeah. Get my, all those all right, So how was... The how how was the reaction in Saipan? Well, or do they even know about it? It was it was the same sort of reaction. It's the same sort of situation that Laura had. Basically, everything was fine when I left Saipan. By the time I land in Florida, thirty two hours later or whatever the, the travel time is, 
the the whole island's going crazy. Really, Guam had had a couple of cases that uh, USS Eisenhower or whatever is over in Guam. That's their sort of sister place, and uh, so. And how would you describe most of the residents? They are how do you say Saipanese? Saipanese would be the people from Saipan, or they uh, um, Mar- Marianas. Right. I think you could use that other term. And so, what percentage of the population would you say are the the natives? Probably about thirty percent. Really? So it's not that high. It's kind of like New Hampshire. But they're they're a majority of the boat voters. Oh, well, that's usually the way it works, right? You got to get <laughs> you got to get your cult up and running and start bringing in the homeless, like the, <laughs> like they did in uh, what was that cult over in the in the Midwest? Oh, I don't know. Oh, the yeah. one that was in like Oregon or something. Yeah, they were yeah, tr- they were actually trucking in uh, homeless people all over the country to vote, just to have them on so the, on their voting rolls, and it didn't work out very well. <laughs> it kind of blew up in their face. I, I don't really want a whole bunch of homeless. No, people. no, 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 no. They have no homeless in Saipan right yeah, now. Yeah, so thirty percent. So it's kind of like New Hampshire, where thirty percent of the the natives are actual, you know, were born here, and everything else is transplants and migrants and. You know, just all kinds of riffraff. So I can't tell you the date of what we arrived in Florida, but I was supposed to return um, to here to New Hampshire on Thursday to be on the air. But United canceled my flight and re, you know, I, well, I would say they rescheduled. They rescheduled me for a couple of hours later and then canceled that flight, too. So they canceled me twice in one day. Because the plane wasn't around or because of uh, they were they were fearful of I think they trucking st- people around and getting spread in this nonsense. They stopped. Uh, they, they stopped. All flights for like the first through the fourth, from what I could tell, mm-hmm. um, in you know that I that I saw. So I rescheduled for Sunday, and everything went off without a hitch. The planes, there's more, there's more people, uh, there's more rows than people on these planes, um, and like everybody gets a whole row to themselves. And I don't mean one side of one <laughs> row; I mean the whole row. They did, could, so you could lay out. You could, had you wanted to. I mean, none of my flights were more than two hours. Right. So yeah, it's, like, it's yeah from Florida. It's only two hours. That's right. Well, it's uh, three hours from Florida, but I had a, you got to stop off in uh, uh, Reagan. So uh, basically, I mean, like the steward, they, they asked me, what are you doing on the fl-? Like they want to know, are you essential? Um, now, being a radio talk show host, I get to be essential. Yep. And, oh, and podcasters too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you believe it? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't believe any of this stuff. But um, – you know, so I've I basically well, I got to go on the get on the radio so I can go do anything I want. Um, and I wonder to myself, as sort of a semi journalist, I don't want to insult journalists by calling myself one. But I don't know that you want to be in that group. I mean, they're a bunch of you know, they're kind of falling off the cliff themselves. Well, it depends on what you're the journalist of. But anyway, I mean, I give opinions. I'm a commentator. Right. But that works. Don't I? Can't I? I can comment on any experience that I have, right? So I could comment on walking the dog today, if I wanted to. So therefore, isn't walking the dog now an essential activity, or for you, you know, whatever I would choose to do? I yes, I mean, it's you. You need to tell the people about your walking dog experience because I mean, if anything, it's the if. We might not even talk about the silly thing this evening, but if anything, we can bring hope. And uh, entertainment, uh, you, we can bring value to the to the folks who are um, who are stuck at the house, not being able to do anything themselves. So yeah, we're essential. We're actually helping. We're helping things. Uh, I got to tell you, my mom was watching a lot of Murder She Wrote. So uh, those people at uh, Lifetime Network or whatever that's playing Murder She Wrote, she's uh, they're, they're pretty essential to her right now. Right, entertainment. Yep. And Angela, is Angela Lansbury dead? Ooh, that's a good. That's I, I can't she imagine probably, she's not. I know that other old lady's not. 
Uh, yeah, the one from uh, Golden, Golden Girls. Golden Girls. She's uh, still White. kicking it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about it. Well, you know, we can, we can Google it. Yeah, we, we've got a, the sum total of human information. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the cops are arresting people for doing lots of weird things, and I've got some stories on that. And lots of normal things. I mean, just normal things they're arresting them for. But I think the most important thing that I can say right now to people who might be hanging on every word about corona is you're going to get corona. You probably already have it and or you've had it in the past or you had an older corona from years ago. And, you know, and and so now you've you've picked up herd immunity to it. Yeah, you're probably going to get it. Anything. Any of these things may be true. Um, So what I would say is I go a little bit further and say that you're going to get COVID-19. Right. And. Uh, Maybe one of the eight strains of it. What it's, just, it's all saying, over the place. What Fauci's saying right now, and I guess this guy's uh, word is basically uh, God at this point, um, he is saying that it's likely the coronavirus will be seasonal. National Institute and, of Allergy oh, and Infectious oh, there Diseases he goes. Director yeah, there he goes. Anthony I, Fauci I said Sunday that it's... There we go. Thank, thank you, all website developers that make videos start immediately. Yeah, that's not good, guys. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's, it looks like she's still alive. Born in tw- 1925, so she's... Way up there. That can't be right. She might be still alive. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell us Fauci. He's because he's in all he's all in on it, man. He's a vaccine creator. This is all him and Gates. Well, I think vex- I, you and I don't agree on every issue. I'm a fan of vaccines in so much as I think that they do what they say they're going to do. I think that there's no way that they can say that a vaccine doesn't do something mm-hmm. because that's not the way science works. Um, the idea of saying a vaccine is perfectly safe, I think, is well, you're either testing my gullibility. <laughs> That's the boat that I'm in. Or the, my the, patience. The, the, they're all perfectly safe. I'm not uh, in, in agreement with that. Right. Well, Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. And Conan. The number, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Yeah, that's right. Me, Mark Edge, back in the studio oh, yeah. Here. This is the first time I have been doing a show from the studio in more than two months. And how was the reception? I heard your... The air quality, the qual- the sound quality was good from whatever you were doing. What how we, right. what was your setup? Yeah, you know that we have the what we call the football. It's a Comrex modem that hooks up with a device here. They talk to each other. They mm-hmm. uh, compress the voices and make them sound good. There is a little bit of latency in so much as taking calls had some complications. Right. Uh, you know, like people wouldn't hear what you were saying for a second or a second is an exaggeration, but for a, a moment. And then, you know, it so it made it kind of some of the seamless conversation that might occur on free talk. Right. Live. Lots of talking over each other, probably. And yeah, yeah, more in, of that in, in gaps. And, you know, some callers are better than others and stopping and taking a breath after making a statement. And, you know, that's uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. That's one of the tricks to being a good guest. Um, not necessarily a caller. Callers don't have the same level of responsibility as uh, guests do. Right. But people send me emails constantly wanting to be a guest on the radio. And first off, we don't really do that here on Front uh-uh. Club. You're all guests. Yes. 855-450-3733. Want to be a guest? You know, welcome. Um, but, you know, that uh, you got to take a break. Anyhow... 
Uh, I want to tell you before we, uh, speaking of taking breaks, I want to take a break real quick and talk about Bitcoin.com. If you have been paying attention to cryptocurrency prices over the last few weeks, you have been on a ride. Now, anybody who's in any, any financial market right now has been on a ride, but uh, cryptocurrencies are no exception. And today there's been some uh, uptick. It is my belief, this is not financial advice, but it is my belief from somebody who has been right before. This is the year. That, yeah, that uh, you want to be in some cryptocurrencies this year. One of the ones I'm recommending is Bitcoin Cash and um, Bitcoin.com can certainly help you to acquire that. They can help you. They've got videos that'll teach you what cryptocurrency is, how to acquire it. They've got wallet apps that you can put on your phone to store your cryptocurrency. They will allow you to purchase some amount of cryptocurrency and uh, through the wallet. And yeah, I mean, basically everything you need to know right there. News.bitcoin.com to get the, the latest news. It's all at Bitcoin.com. McAfee's, McAfee's promise that he that he broke. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't. It hasn't yet come to fruition. Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. When 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 is the deadline? The end of this I year? Think it's the, yeah, the end of this year. So so he might just win. He might just get it. It could happen. <laughs> uh, he's. I think he said that Bitcoin, meaning BTC Bitcoin, right. needed to be at one million dollars by the end hmm, of yeah. this year. It's currently at like seven thousand. Um, one million. And that's a big that's rise, a, that's a folks. Big jump. That's a big jump. Or he would uh, ingest. A particular body part. Yeah. Yeah. But he could have got around that. There's so many different things he could do as far as covering covering his you know, his own Oh yes. He could have just his own parts. He could have, he could have just bought a cow and named him Yes. Named him Richard. Richard. Yes. That's even that's <laughs> excellent. And and not and not only and not only would he partake in Richard but he can have a big banquet. Banquet where people have some Richard. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has a little dick. And <laughs> you know, the uh, the English dessert. There's yep, an English spotted, dessert spotted called spotted dick. dick. Um, none of these things are. I'm like this is what they're called. So if it's his, he bought it. It's right. his. So there you go. But um, anyhow, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease Director Anthony Fauci said Sunday, and you know this is this is coming out here on Tuesday that it is likely the coronavirus will become a seasonal occurrence. The infectious Disease expert told CBS Face to Nation it's likely the, the virus will assume a seasonal nature because it's unlikely to be contained around uh, the world this year. So what I've been saying all along here is, is that, look, man, this is a virus. This is the new normal, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. We all, we're all going to get corona in the same way that we're all going to get the flu. If you live 20 years, the chances of you not getting the flu are lower than the chances of you getting the flu. Yeah, it's, the, mean, it's, the way it, it's the way the flu works, and it's always evolving and changing, and you're not, you're not always going to be immune to this next strain coming around the, ne- the corner. But, hey, I've got a great idea. 2021, if we survive, that is. <laughs> let's just l- close the whole country down for the months of February and um, March. Uh, some to keep, cultures to, do this. To keep everyone safe in, in their homes so they don't get sick and die. That's what Yule used to be. At uh, the end of the year, there was a, like a week where people basically just didn't do business at all. Right. And what that – so I think that it's uh, fair to say that, hey, you know, just because the world has adopted a just-in-time supply chain doesn't mean you need to. There's some things that you ought to have at your house, and you need to rotate your stock. So – 
you know, maybe you need an extra package of toilet paper. That way, when somebody announces uh, the the global pandemic that isn't, um, that you have an extra roll of toilet paper thinking, or two. And yeah, it's not fine. even it's not even on my list. But good news, everybody! I got toilet paper the other day. I found out what you have to do. You have to wake up really early in the morning, <laughs> which is really hard for me. But on Sunday, I got the last package, package at Walmart. It was there. Oh, and I got ammo. I got a bunch of good stuff. So they stocked up. They do. They do. I'd found out they don't sell nine millimeter anymore. I don't even know how long that's been. But they Why got. Why stop with nine I don't because it, it's pistol ammo. I guess. Oh, they don't do pistol. They don't ammo? do anything. They don't do anything. Pistol revolver. So, ARs have a uh, nine millimeter uh, conversion kit, no. and uh, they're a really good choice because if you happen to have to use your gun in self defense, you don't want the round to be traveling through too many walls. Nine millimeter is going to travel through far fewer walls than a two two three round. Uh, yep, yeah. and yep, yeah, and get hollow point. Well, Hollow Point will definitely uh, be more likely to stop uh, a bad guy and to stop in the wall. In, or in his back, his back <laughs> of his rib cage. Well, I prefer not to shoot the people in the back, but, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my theory on a, on a burglar is, is if you're there to steal something, first off, I shouldn't be home. And I'm only willing to shoot somebody over my family, right? right. My television set, not so much. It's only it's not it's worth nothing anyway. You take my television set to the pawn but shop. What about your twenty five dollars? Yeah, but what about your food? Screw you. T- you might we might even have television in the next year. But I mean, now your food that's which your family are partaking in. By the way, would well, you shoot a man over some corn? It depends on how much he's talking about taking. If he needs some corn, I would prefer he ask than but to he's, he's take. A, but he's already in your house, man. He's standing there with his hand in the cupboard. Right. The story of the old Quaker is that uh, brother. I surely do not wish to shoot thee, but sometimes my gun goes off. <laughs> so, um, you know. So is that kind of, uh, is that getting out of it? The, the I didn't actually pull the trigger. It just kind of, you just were standing in the wrong spot with your hand in my cupboard at the wrong time and the wrong, you know, wee hours of the morning. I think it says when a man's family is threatened. Right. Um, whatever that perception of threat might be in their mind, uh, that threat uh, might be, they, uh, you know, nature kicks in and they do what they were born to do. Well, that is, uh, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not fearful of this virus. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned with my neighbors and, uh, and, well, we, and we, we might talk about that a little later. I'm concerned with my neighbor's attitude on containing this virus. Cause I think this, this, we need an exit strategy for this quarantine. if you have an exit strategy. Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Local.bitcoin.com. Talk live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. And Conan. 
The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. We have uh, posited the theory here on Free Talk Live that everybody's going to get COVID-19. And have already had it. Well, I, I, I've heard people say this. I don't think we know. And the thing is, is that we should have some testing to be able to say whether or not. Like, this would be the first step in all this is, have I had or am I a carrier of this COVID-19? And right uh, now... Unless these tests are picking up their false positives of past coronaviruses and they're not and they're just because that would mess up the numbers right and who knows i mean it's it's so who knows? so if the tests are actually uh accurate yeah i would say yeah let's let's just start getting them out there to people but i'm not so sure Sound money, individual choice. Communities issue their own currencies backed by Intercoin. They can choose between uh, choose to inflate the circulating supply of their own money to spend on internal projects, or they can choose to tax certain transactions and remove money from circulation. These activities deterministically change the exchange rate of the community's local money to Intercoin without affecting the other communities, or the rest of the Intercoin ecosystem. Each community can choose its own policies and openly program into their program them into their own coins. Each individual can choose what coins to get and how to spend them with upfront knowledge of what they're getting into. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and here in the real world, in meat space. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that FTL accepted $40,000 worth of uh, Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. If you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. In, intercoin.org. What did you call it? Meat space? Meat space. Yeah, that's, a, that's an old older term. We don't use that much much anymore. I, I, that's the first time I've heard it. I'm going to start using it. Meat space. Intercoin. Come join me in meat space. <laughs> intercoin.org. Let's go to Dick calling in from Alaska. Dick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? I hope you guys are surviving. Mark, good to have you back. Thank you so much. I am glad to be back here in the studio. It's a lot easier to do a radio show from the studio. It's really outfitted for this and, you know, perfect for it. Oh, it's good to know. If I ever do a radio show, I'll make sure <laughs> you your own studio. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I would say start small. Start a podcast first. It's like, work out the bugs. I did it, and it's a lot of work. I don't want to do I'm it anymore. I'm just calling to you guys. <laughs> that's great. All right, that too. It, that's, it, it's a great solution, by the way, is, is if you don't want to do a whole podcast on your own, just call in with that important thing you were thinking of today. Go ahead, Dick. So the important thing was an article um, that I sent to you recently, but I will summarize it uh, for your listeners. Um, in the North Slope, which is basically the northern part of Alaska, uh, it's a borough, so it's a large region. The mayor, um, as where all the oil companies are, it's basically villages and oil companies, and basically the oil companies have little camps up there. Um, okay. One of the airlines that provides service up there, Raven Air, has filed for bankruptcy. Okay. Um, something about the governor mandating that you can't travel between communities. Um, now they're filing for bankruptcy for some reason. Who knew? Um <laughs> So what the North Slope Borough Mayor has done is he has signed a executive emergency executive order seizing all of the property of Raven Air in the North Slope. 
Foxborough. So if they're not going to fly, then Alaska will. Is that the idea? Yes. Yes, the idea is it's absolutely critical that we get service to these villages, yada, yada, yada. There's plenty of other airlines who have already assured everyone that they are continuing service and picking up the routes because – well. First, the first thing I would say is is that why the heck isn't the Alaskan government just giving money to Raven Air uh, because they're going to do it better than the Alaskan government is anyway? Not to say that any of this uh, stuff should happen, but uh, yeah, I Don't mean, you know, their their policies. <laughs> What's that? I said, stop it, Boromir. Don't put on the ring of power. There's no, there's no right way to do it. You know, so, some of that oil money. Well, I, I would say well, the right way to do it is. If they file for bankruptcy, then the other companies should pick up their flights, make more yep. airplanes. People buy airplanes up here all the time. But so here's the scary thing about, uh, and you know, this is where if your listeners want to verify, go look at the executive order. It's on there. But one of the last lines in this executive order states that if you are a current or a former employee of Raven Air. The mayor has a right to request and receive your voluntary compliance in basically working for this. So, and, and go read it. Wow. They are claiming a right to your compliance. Simultaneously, they're claiming that it's voluntary, which I read it says you have to do it and you also have to like it. Yes, that's exactly what that and, means. <laughs> Because uh, I guarantee you they didn't ha- sign an emergency executive order asserting your right that you've had a natural right of since forever. So it literally is saying we can ins- conscript you. Yeah, it's conscription. you better like yeah. it. It's voluntary, though. It's now, voluntary. You, here's, uh, here's what I didn't get about the order. Is the order issued by the mayor of uh, this North Slope borough, or is it issued by the governor of the state of Alaska? This is a North Slope borough mayor declaration. So, I don't think that a mayor in any state in the United States has the power to conscribe somebody. I mean, they can write whatever they want on a piece of paper, and likely people well, will go ahead and do it. But I think no, that the no, only no people— No one has the power. The, no one does, has the power to do that. I think governors might. No, they don't. Okay. Uh, defend that statement. Well, I, I, uh, so um, I'm being facetious with you, but uh, oh, okay. the, the truth <laughs> is no, none, of these, none of these men with their— fancy piece of paper have a right to do any oh, of this. They don't have a right. Uh, I didn't say right. Yeah. I said power. <laughs> power. Well, and, and, and I'll say this too, without getting into too much detail, uh, they only have the powers that we let them have. Oh, sure. You know, there's got to be a point in time uh, where people draw a line and... And bring out know, the tar think, and feathers. Yeah. No, it's it's one of those things that, that, does he have the power? It's like he doesn't have the power to conscript me right now. I guarantee it. Right. <laughs> These politicians, uh, and it bears saying, right, Adolf Hitler, there's no documentation of Adolf Hitler ever killing anyone. And, like, these politicians have the power that we give them. It's instructive to look at. Um, I, I understand the Internet says you've lost an argument when you bring up Adolf Hitler. Yes, whatever, you, sorry, I, man. I don't, oh, that's should, it. Should have brought up Stalin. But Whatever. Pol Pot, you pick. You I pick thought, your dictator. I, I was talking to Chris Cantwell. I hear you talking about how Hitler didn't <laughs> kill anybody. I was like, whoa. Well, he, he didn't. I'm not defending the guy. I'm just saying it's all the Germans that followed his orders. Yep. And ultimately, that's what it is. This is the problem with state power. Thanks for the call, Dick. Appreciate it. Burrow. I uh that's just an Alaskan thing, right? 
Well, they um, New York has them too. New York City, New, has... uh, New York, and and uh, uh, yeah, correct, Alaska and uh, Louisiana calls them parishes. Um, I think they're counties. So, yeah, yeah, that's what they are. But for whatever reason, the Alaskans want to be different. They're too, I guess they're too close to Russia. They've wanted that for a long time to be different. The Free State Project actually had Alaska on the list of states that uh, might have been cho- chosen. Yep. I was rooting for Alaska as uh, the for the Free State Project because I believe that it is uh, far enough away to. Yeah, it's already far and it's already very independent and it's independent-minded. Um, yeah, one of my concerns. I love New Hampshire. I love the population, uh, the low population, uh, but I think we're way too close to Boston. Which is a big old city, and and New York. So I mean, they just as soon as when they get hungry, hopefully they're going to want to go south because they're not going to be able to handle the cold. Like I've been I've been working on for seven years now. I'm getting better at it. So this hopefully, is what the ho- zombie apocalypse talks about is is that um, what when people talk about the zombie apocalypse, what they're talking about is pe- denizens of the city coming out to the countryside to find food when Correct. the uh, the big one hits. Now I don't know if the big one's going to hit. I don't know anything about that, but um, I do say that people look for food when they're hungry. Yep, go south, my young man. Free Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. I know your mind's been wandering while you've been at home all day. Walking the dog. (laughs) Some places aren't letting people go out and walk the dog. Giving your neighbor the stink eye because they're not wearing the proper mask. So I think this mask thing is good. Let me me present my theory. So in the now in Hong Kong, one of the reasons that the Chinese government has a difficult time coming after the protesters that existed prior to because they're all wearing their guy their guy fox masks. They're all well, they're all wearing masks generally. Like they, it is the culture there to wear a mask if you are concerned with illness, if it's that that time of the year, or if you are sick, or the smog. You just don't want to breathe in, maybe. Yeah, you could potentially do that, too. Most of them just wear these sort of the, the N95 mask or the medical mask or the uh, they, they, they have their own that they sort of make and mass produce. Either way, they fit, um, you know, they, they, they do the job that, uh, that the medical folks want. But I think these masks might catch on. Two things I'm hoping to get out of this this whole scenario, and I'm hoping not for not much else, but these two things I would like to see. I would like to see the masks catch on because if it messes with the uh, the cameras that do the facial recognition, correct? I'm in. Here's the problem. Yep. Masks aren't going to matter when we're all chipped. <laughs> Bill, Bill Gates, you creep. Well, so it might, I'm you not can, sure you, who's chipping whom, but you, you can, can always refuse a chip. You can't really refuse to be facially recognized by a camera. Yeah, but if you can't get a job because you haven't been vaccinated. And you can't get your, you're not getting your chip because you can't print. Well, there it is. All it's, I'm saying, like, you can't like, buy food. I refuse to be uh, of the opinion that there's no reason to take steps now because there could be steps that they take, they, them, those take in the future. So I'm saying that, for instance, we can take a step now, which then then forestalls this particular activity, which is the facial recognition software. Sure, they may come up with something to. This is the arms race that's been going on between freedom and tyranny yep. since. The, I don't know, the state was created 9,000 years ago. Oh, and don't forget the chip that's in your car, your little black box. Yep, yep. Right, so you said there were two things you liked about the masks. The Well, not the masks, uh, this whole thing. The second thing is is 
Let's do away with handshaking. Yeah, good. And hugging. And- I, I don't think I don't have a problem with hugging. I think hugging if if you and I hug, the, our dirty parts are not touching each other. <laughs> like if you list off the, unless unless you're really trying. Your dirty parts, right? Like there's, you know, there's been people I've hugged that I've definitely wanted to, you know, touch my dirty parts <laughs> with them. But I mean, like, you know, there's mouth and then there's uh, hands. Now, uh, you know, we, I, I do rub my mouth, which I consider to be the dirtiest part, around on one particular individual quite a bit. But, eh, you know, I'm going to get whatever disease she has anyway, so I'm just resigned to that. Um, my hand, on the other hand, why would I take the second dirtiest part of my body and smear it around on the second dirtiest part of somebody else's body? And then, you know, within 10 minutes, I'm going to touch my eyes or my mouth with it. This is a terrible habit. And I advocate for anything. Elbows, the Roman handshake, hugs, anything besides this. Any, like The only thing that I would say that we have to make sure we do not adopt as opposed to handshaking is French kissing strangers. Um, and that's or the it. triple kiss or whatever. Like the on the, the, on the yeah. cheek back and forth. Um, you know, I so, even think on the cheek might be like when do you touch your cheek and then touch your eye? Like it, that, I think that kissing on the cheek might even be better than handshaking, and I'm not advocating for it. Well, uh, someone has noticed that uh, the Japanese who do not shake hands, yes, they and bow. and they wash their hands extra long, and mm-hmm. they have the little sanitizer stations all over the damn place. Yep. They're not really having a big issue with this silliness. No, there was the, the early that, on Tokyo was a uh, point where they were afraid of it, but you know Japan, Japan did really well. Yep. So, and I'm not sh- I'm not sure about South Korea, but if they're in the same, you know, they practice the same uh, habits. South Korea really loves America, and they may have handshakes there. Right. Uh, I was there for three or four days, but I don't really remember handshaking. And if I talked to people, half of them were Americans, and the other half were like sort of people that wouldn't you wouldn't shake hands. You don't shake hand, for instance, with a hotel concierge generally. Well, and it, let's talk about handshaking because uh, the way that it originated, the, it was all about this is my sword hand, and I can't kill you with a sword because I've you know we're right. shaking hands. This is how we but we don't do that anymore. Right, and then of course it completely leaves out the lefties. Exactly. So, which is only like what twenty percent. So, and, and they're all prone to accidents anyway. So, who needs them? They're all uh, a bunch of devil weird, weirdos. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, it's an old uh, habit that maybe just needs to die. I kind of like a nice handshake. You can tell a lot about somebody just with the firmness of their shake. You know, right off the bat, if or somebody, the rough, the however, roughness of their hand. So this, oh, I know this guy's either an auto mechanic or he's a farmer. So, you know, or and this guy's a weak little, you know. Soy boy. Uh, that that could be very well be the case, but if somebody hears you say you can tell a lot about a man by his handshake, can would they not, if that person were, say, a hustler, would they not then work on their handshake to have the best handshake that they could? But they're going to be working on all their other traits as well to trick you and to get you out of your money because that's I'm what they saying, do. Hustlers are pretty good handshakers, really, in my, in my opinion. So I don't know that I agree with this. Okay, I well, shake hands for a living for a long time. Okay, if, we, if, if we move to bowing at each other, the hustlers are going to learn how to bow the best. Uh, sure. I, I don't think that bowing... I th- I think we need some kind of greeting that formalizes uh, meeting somebody. Yep. Uh, we definitely need that. And if, if if it's bowing, fine, I can live with that. I hope it's not that uh, sort of hands together namaste bow. Uh, you know, that looks so weird. But you know, whatever it might be, what I do at conventions now is, and I've 
I've been doing the social distancing thing for ten years. Uh, I'm you know I'm not interested in, <laughs> in people. In right, I, I'm a little concerned with these folks. Is I generally, if somebody comes up with their hand out, if I can remember to do this, and sometimes I fail to remember, I'm just as, you know, I'm, I'm still learning just like everybody else, but I always carry Purell with me. Mm-hmm. So I say, instead of handshaking, what I'm doing is exchanging Purell with people. And then I give them a little Purell in their hands, and I, get, I take a little <laughs> Purell, and we rub our hands together while we talk about things. Mark, you're weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, so where does the conversation go from there? Or do they even want to talk Usually to you? Usually they're that? delighted that they don't have to touch <laughs> some dirty part of another human being. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. Uh, I, I, Yes. And then we just go on because most yep. of the people you're meeting at a convention, they don't want to talk about a handshake. They just want to get on into whatever they're talking about anyway. So, you know, the Purell thing is just a moment to stop and get cleaned up because I've known about these viruses things. They're new. This isn't new to me. I don't have to run around screaming because viruses have been making people sick I, for a long time. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm in, like I was talking earlier. I'm in my prime, uh, probably because I have all the viruses. I have all the immunities. I'm good to go. It's the young people and the old people who need to stay away from all this handshaking and crap. But I think I kind of want to be immune to these to what's coming next year. That's the good and, and I'm and I'm not going to get it unless I go out and hang out with people and shake their hands and get you know spit spitlet on my on my you know whatever. I was listening to some guy today and he's saying the worst thing an epidemiologist mm-hmm. he says he's saying the worst thing we could have done is to quarantine everybody. Especially when you got all this good, great fresh air out there, but I mean, he thinks it is actually going to prolong uh, the ep- the pandemic or the epidemic, however you you, you can want to call it, because they're not they're not able to go out there and get herd immunity. They're stuck in their homes, and as soon as we get released, someone's going to get a bunch of a bunch well, of people going to get sick. If this virus acts like the cold and it looks or like the flu, um, and uh, it looks like it does and mutates, then it doesn't really matter if you get immunity from this year's because the next year's is going to come along too. This is SARS too. So it has mutated from that SARS virus that was like 10 years ago or whatever it was to this. I... I, I, well, I do think people should be able to go outside. Sunlight and salt water are great disinfectants. The idea that the uh, you know mayors across Florida have been shutting down beaches is absolutely insane. Yeah, and oranges. Eat your oranges, people. Yeah, get, uh, get, your, get, get I, your vitamin C and your vitamin D. I don't know whether vitamin C fixes this. A lot of people have been proposing that it does, but who cares? It's water soluble. If you get too much, you'll pee it out. Um, you know, big deal. It's fine. And... Uh, you know, so I'm not worried about any of that stuff, but I, I, I am worried that freedom is on the ropes right now. Oh, our our security, Mark. We've got to be secure in this country. There is and no security. You're going to get COVID. You're going to get it, and you're going to get it. That's you're it. going to get it. Now, I don't think we need everybody to get it all at once, because. Obviously, the respirator. There's not enough respirators out there. Uh, ventilators, ventilators, excuse me. Uh, ventilators out there. If and, those are even working. But. You know, I, here's a really unpopular opinion. What if we lost the uh, 1% sickest people in the United States? You mean all the old people who are, you know, on... I'm not... Look, my mom's 79. I'm not looking to lose her. Right. But if we lost the 1% of the sickest people in the United States... Who are going to die sometime soon anyways? Right. And this it, year or next? And can you even call them corona deaths if they already had three related... Uh, three, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, conditions... The thought police are going to drag me off for that one. Oh, no. 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. 
We call him Willy Wonka. He's a chocolate lab. His belly itched and he would actually lay in the grass and scoot across it to scratch. And Sheba, his sister, she scratched at her ears real bad and she shook her head so much she wound up with cauliflower ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. When we uh, first got the Dynavite, they cleaned the bowls up real good. Her ears, they're a whole lot better. Wonka, his belly, it's all really cleaned up. He uh, flops over and lays on his back and just kicks his legs, and I call it his happy dance. They look good and even smell good in between baths. You should give your dogs Dynavite before something happens. That's kind of like preventative maintenance. Dynavite for life. It makes them healthier and happier. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. And your dogs will love it just like mine do. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Talk Live, this live edition of Free Talk Live. Well, it is live if you're listening from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, or 1,900 hours to 2,100 hours, Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, by the way, everybody always wants to say Eastern Standard Time, Conan. By the way, it's Mark with you. And Conan. Yeah. Um, and so they stay... Eastern Standard Time, but they people say Eastern Standard Time, but most of the time, we're um, you know all the time zones are in daylight time. So we're in daylight time about seven months out of the year, which daylight time is simply the time zone next to you, to the uh, you know to the east. Mm-hmm. So the Eastern Time Zone turns into the Atlantic Standard Time. For seven months out of the year, which means it's sort of irrelevant of calling it uh, the Eastern Time Zone when you're on Atlantic Time more than half of the year. And that's true of Central Time and and basically any place that doesn't change its time zone. But places that don't change their time zone, like Saipan and I think Arizona, they have to deal with everybody else changing their time zone anyway. So, for instance, I was doing the show at 10 a.m. in Saipan, and then when... Y'all decided to change your time zone. Don't look at me. Well, it wasn't my idea. Did you change? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> my stove, my VCR, I'm well, not my VCR, but my microwave and my truck still have last the last they're back an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I know if I just wait long enough, actually I don't even know how to do the fix the one on my truck, but if I just wait long enough, it'll Go back to normal. I've seen your truck. Don't don't bother. <laughs> well, it's a it's a brand new radio, and I knew how to change the old one, but this new one, I haven't figured it out yet. There's a lot of buttons. So, uh, yeah, I mean, are are you responsible when you just change because everybody else is changing? I mean, you know, exactly how does this work? I don't know, but I can tell you, it's pretty frustrating when you're in a time zone that doesn't change and everybody else is changing. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, whatever. So basically, you're you, you're struggling just like the rest of us. Except anything, except anything you have to do in Saipan isn't just normal. Yeah. But dealing with us numbskulls, we're just throwing you off, man. You you've got to get away from us. Stop shaking our hands, man. <laughs> oh, I've go, go back to your little go back to your little island. I haven't shook a hand <laughs> since I've been here, and I'm not not looking to shake any hands. I did uh, kiss my mother when I, uh, you know, like. What, what did we do? When I got back from the airport, we all stripped 
from everything, took off all our clothes, everybody took a shower, and then we did our greeting. So, all right, and we, I never asked, how do the Saipanese, what, what is their form of greeting? Uh, I, they may do handshakes. I don't know. They just say hi to each other, you know. There's no formalized greeting that I could tell you between, uh, you know, Chamorros. Mm. So... I did want to ask you, you had brought in some show prep about prepping for the Great Depression. What did, you know, what were the right things to do to prep for the Great Depression? And that may be useful to know here in the future, in the near future. It was probably something we should have talked about last year. So you you get on board. Nobody's going to, you know, like only a percentage of people are going to listen. And right now is the time in the sun for the preppers. They've got the toilet paper. They've got the prepared meals. They've got... They don't need to go out for anything. This is what they've been waiting on, and God bless them. They were right. Yes. Well, uh, and and a lot of conspiracy theorists ended up one day have their day in the sun. Maybe. And well, the problem with conspiracy theorists is they believe a bunch of kooky stuff. And if you can only be, you know, if you're right on one thing, then uh, how right do you need to be? I don't know. Uh, Warren Buffett said they made most of his money on a very small handful of trades and buys. Mm-hmm. So you really only need to be right in certain areas one time. But, you know, when it comes to conspiracy theories, people will write you off if, uh, you know, you're talking about shape-shifting lizards or UFOs or Bigfoot or whatever. There are a lot of lists out there as far as uh, what to do, how to prep. Uh, I know because I've seen some of them because uh, I actually do some of this stuff. Uh, but this one actually really focuses on how people got through the Great Depression. Yeah, uh, eighty years ago, about around that, and a lot of a lot, you know, I've I guess getting close to ninety. Yeah, I am of the opinion that um, twenty twenty has it's been in my forecast, my particular, in my opinion, for many years now, and I've been kind of getting ready for it. Okay. Uh, and I, what made I, you focus on 2020, the year, uh, the 80 year cycle. Okay. Every four generations, uh-huh. uh, you know, you know, the adage, uh, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times. Good right. times create weak men. Yeah. Weak, weak men, men do create, what? Create hard times. And that is exactly what has happened. We have a, there's another saying, which is, is that, um, uh, good decisions come from experience, experience comes from bad decisions mm-hmm. right like that basically you you know it's the same sort of cycle and and so i mean but whatever uh, i'm a firm believer in cycles i'm a firm believer in that history does repeat itself because i think our as human beings our made our main problem that we have lots of problems but our main problem is we don't learn from our from the past i people there are a lot of people out there who, who didn't who didn't learn from yesterday anything they did yesterday it's, they didn't pick up on it they'll be making the same damn mistake again uh, and it's really harder when it's it was your uh, previous generations who made the mistakes. Now, so how do you learn from that? Unless we, you know, unless we re- unless we can all plug into the Borg, uh, and you know, I'm not saying do that, but I mean, uh, it's that I think that's our biggest problem. We ke- we're we're ne- we're never going to advance uh, until we figure out how to learn these mistakes, and so we don't have to keep repeating them every damn generation. Don't you think? Like, I think people can get too obsessed. I, I um, you know, I love good decisions, but people can get too obsessed with sort of never making the same mistake twice. So they don't take chances that perhaps they need to take in life. 
um, in order to have a more of a enjoyable life or make money or whatever the the the, the case is is yep. that you know one can be uh, callous and reclusive. It's easy to get to be that pretty quickly uh, by our age. Um, I'm 49. How old are you? Um, uh, forty something. Yeah. 40, I think forty one, maybe. Yeah, there you go. They keep on. It changes every year. I know. I, mean, I can't keep up keep with, track it. with it. I knew forty, but now that it's the you know the it, odd, and, odd and even numbers in the rear view. <laughs> but I mean, we have kids. Yeah. Uh, it's I. It's very important that uh, and and I think one of my big one of my big deals. People are always on me about it. Is I was I let my kid do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, go play in the in the woods. Go biking wherever. Go hang out with sure. whoever. Uh, and a lot of people thought well, you're not protective enough. And I'm like, she's never going to learn a damn thing unless she makes mistakes. So mm-hmm. I understand. I'm not saying uh, this isn't the, you know, mistakes are, are mistake. Having to repeat the same mistakes over and over again, I believe, is the problem. But is, until we get past that, you've, we've got to experience, uh, you know, dealing with situations on our own uh, and suffering the consequences. Whether it's a scraped elbow or whether it's you lose a bunch of money because you got hustled or, you know, whatever. Uh, you've got doesn't it. Feel you, good. It doesn't feel good, and that's why you usually learn from it and never do it again. Yeah, I think that. Or you might do it again, but you'll do it in a different way. Right. Well, at the very least, you got to learn something about uh, what happened. Yeah. So there you well, go. Well, I mean, so all right. So this list, uh, I think there it, it's twelve. Twelve uh, good points, uh, basically uh, regarding what was learned during the last depression. And it, like I'm saying, I think that you're going to be using these same tactics this year and next year because i think the next one is on us and well, it's and it wasn't a coronavirus that did it it was the coronavirus was just the the, the camel that broke the straws back because <laughs> this has been in the this is i'm thinking this was in, this has been in the works right I don't for think many many years people are calling corona a global pandemic i don't think it's a global pandemic. i think it's an epidemic i don't think it's a pandemic at all i think it is the test for the global pandemic well whatever it is right. it's this is this has been building this ain't the black plague people uh-uh you know, I mean, a lot more people died from, uh, you know, these sorts of things. If Corona killed one to four percent of the weakest and oldest of us, it wouldn't it, it still wouldn't do it. Right. Just a drop in a bucket compared to a real uh, pandemic. And, and I'm not like I'm not saying that if you've lost a loved one, that somehow that that's not a, a significant event for you. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying this if if you think this is the global pandemic, Mother Nature's has got news for you. Human beings have been intending to extend the lifespan of human beings against the wishes of Mother Nature for right, a long right. time. She is deadly. Hey, you gardeners out there, you try keeping a tomato plant alive for more than a couple of years, and the next thing you know, it's just going to start. You're going to get all kinds of problems, disease, rot. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Conan the Prepper. (laughs) And we're reading, as a matter of fact, sort of some good preparation that could have been done for the Great Depression. And I presume we're going to talk about how um, that could be applied to sort of modern day and try to, you know, guess about how things could be in the future. What did you learn from your grandparents about the Great Depression? Because I got to say that mostly I got thriftiness. I know that I had my grandparents, uh, uh, my uh, my grandfather's 
brothers and sisters, our brothers, were in World War II. Uh-huh. And that's what's that, and you didn't hear anything about it. In fact, if you if you weren't told that, yeah, he was a bomber, right? you would have never known because it was not to be talked about. Hmm. And I remember my granddad talking about uh, train train hopping and go, to go to the World's Fair and whatnot. Hmm. And that was a normal thing. You just, just go jump on the train and just ride it to, you know, hundreds of miles away from your family, <laughs> you know, as a young, young kids, teenagers. And so, but I mean, uh, I think that's the extent of what my granddad talked about. Because he was, I think he was 1911 or something. So silent generation, I believe. Yeah. Um, no, 1911. Or was mo- it a GI? No, that's greatest generation or uh, World War II. Um yeah, uh, well, let me tell you about Divi. Uh, Divi's next generation wallet is is coming, and it's just a few taps. You'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe with only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and government currencies right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though. Divi's already offering the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternotes. And uh, Free Talk Live is doing this this too. Allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's D-I-V-I, DiviProject.org. Do you remember your any, any lessons from your father and or grandfather concerning how to deal with this no my grandfathers were all dead um i did meet uh my you know i knew my great-grandmother my grandma and two different and two grandmothers Mm -hmm. and i would say that my grandmother was thrifty but probably not as thrifty and strict as my great-grandmother was i think the greatest story i have of my great-grandmother is is that she caught my great uncles um so my grandmother's brother's with some dice and some cards. Ah. She went out in the yard and got a willow branch and beat those boys over those cards. I mean, can you imagine today? I mean, conservatives today are all for gambling. But now, I mean, like, she was conservative, you know? like the, I, uh, I remember a lot of those. I heard more of those stories from my granddad than I did from, from my dad. But uh, And one of them, this is how, so you have great-grandma, made some potatoes or some eggs or something. They were, they were set out on the table, and one of the brothers took his bite, made you know, poured them off some on his plate, and I think he said it was either too salty or not salty enough. Oof. And mother, grand, great-grandmother, took his plate and scooped the eggs back into the platter uh-huh. and put his plate on the kitchen table, and it's like, that was it. And it was like, and never be nothing for dinner. Well, yeah, and it was never again did he <laughs> complain of the uh, the quality of the food that was set before him. How do you transmit that information in a way that is uh, palatable to the person who made it. So first off, I don't generally make the food in my house. I try to do the dishes. Um, I've been told by my wife um, there's, uh, that I've never looked sexier than when I'm do the, doing the dishes. There you go. She's a smart woman. She's, she's, figured, <laughs> she's pushed your buttons and figured you out. And so I try to take care of the dishes, and I think that that's something that somebody can do. That, But, you know, and I do tell her... Um, you know, this 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 is how I feel about this particular meal. And like my wife isn't the meal and the meal isn't my wife. Like there's it's not the same thing. She made something and she tried some things and something worked and something didn't. So I can. But I know that some people take it very, very badly if there's any critique of the cooking. 
Oh, that's I love that. That's and that's where I'm at. I'm always critiquing my food and you know people I'm with. You know, do you know why? Because there's always a better mousetrap. Yeah. I mean, hey, what what can we talk about? How how can we make this experience better next time? If you if you don't have that conversation, you can keep making the same swill, the same not the same crap every night. Right. And if you're not telling your your companion, hey, uh, this is this is not good, then they're never going to learn. Well, I wouldn't say I I haven't had anything that's not. There's probably been a few meals that uh, haven't been good, but they're all above a five, for instance. But you know, they they're they're not. Some of some meals are never going to rise to that. You can only do so much with uh, a vegetable medley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, number one on this list, lesson one is job security. Now this is the list of things that we preppers, the people. Yeah, this isn't really something for great. The Great Depression? I'm not going to read this one. I'm just going to break it down. Yeah. And, uh, but it's basically job security is a dangerous myth. Uh, what you need to, as a person who is going to be prepared for whatever, you have to consider that your job isn't going to exist tomorrow. You, you might, And you might be an essential soldier out there. You might be a bus driver or the trash mm-hmm. guy or a farmer, even a, or a dairy farmer. But, I mean, you might not be able to sell your product next day, the next day. I mean, dairy farmers are very essential, and they're having a very hard time right now. Mm-hmm. Trash delivery guys, the, especially the not the, not, not the ones who work for the cities and whatnot, but the, uh, the, the private industry. You got people who can't afford to have their trash picked up any longer. So you got these guys who are out of work. So, I mean, and, that, and if you think about it, if you ask someone a month ago, if a trash delivery guy, you know, the guy who's actually cleaning up all your all your crap uh is that is that going to be a job that's going to survive or not yeah i think it is Mm, maybe not right well you don't know i think that that's it it, you should be prepared for that anyway you should have an amount saved up probably two months worth of income saved up in liquid form so that you can be prepared and i know that the numbers recently were 60 percent six zero percent of americans can't put their hands on a thousand dollars well no wonder they're crazy about getting twelve hundred dollars from the government where do i get my money i need my money exactly exactly somebody said they were gonna get free money and now they gotta gotta, 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 gotta but i don't but it's not just putting money away that's the just the that that's what a lot of preppers who think about this do do they are putting food away they're putting bullets away they're putting money away they're investing cryptocurrency all the nine but but can they adapt? Can they change their ways and switch everything they're doing, their full-time job or whatever, and can they, tr- can they do something else tomorrow? And, yeah. and that's another problem that people have. They're not able to adapt. They're stuck in their ways. They've been working at the same job for 20, 30 years, and that's all they know. And people have been sort of lulled into this idea that workers have rights and all this stuff. And in reality, what a job is is an agreement between two people. If you come out to my house and you do some yard work or, you know, fix some plumbing or whatever you do, I have given you a job and it is short term. But when people go to work at some company, they're like, I've got rights. You can't fire me for that. I've got rights. You know, whoa, whoa. that may be true legally, but morally, you don't have any rights. I don't even know if that's true legally unless you unless you promise them something in a contract. Well, like I will I will hire you for six months. And after that, it's, you know, all the rights. uh, All that means is that your employer has to lie about why they're firing you. Right. Um, You know, (laughs) all those kind of rights. Like I can't fire you because I disagree with you or because of the color of your skin or whatever. Whatever that is. Now I have to come up with some other reason to do it. Um, So, you know. You don't have rights. Employment's an agreement. It's true. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Agree? Disagree? Love to hear from you. Free Talk Live. 
The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever you want. We're talking about prepping tips for the Great Depression, prepping tips learned from the Great Depression. Basically, what had been noticed, what had been the info that had been collected from the people who survived it. And that might be good to know coming up yeah. this, this year. Starting uh, History can be very instructive. Starting a month ago, by the way. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you can earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses, then install it in real life and businesses. Uh, at real life businesses and tell them what you did at anypayinc.com. Then you get a little percentage of every purchase made through anypay.inc. It's it's easy and it's a great idea and it's a way to create just another stream of income. And right now multiple streams of income are great things to have. As a matter of fact, that's what they're talking about right now in the Discord room, the chat, the on-air chat, the Discord room, is all you have to do is go to discord.freetalklive.com. That's discord.freetalklive.com. And uh, you can chat with, uh, I don't know, it looks like they're kind of grumpy about they something. Are, tonight, yeah, they're yelling at each other more than usual, it seems. Well, some days are better than others. And, uh, yeah, there used to be, there have been whole, whole, whole bunches of people sign up over the years um, for the uh, the Discord room. I think that there's... Several dozen people who um, are active right now. So let's go on with this list of things that we learned. So lesson one was job security. Uh, It's a thing and it could be gone tomorrow. You just got to uh, keep that in the back burner. Here's what I do. Uh, I think that my probably the longest job I've ever worked was probably like five years Usually I ran about three to four years, and I've got bunches of part-time jobs. Okay. This is just how I roll. I like being in different situations, working for different people. A lot of my jobs are it's just me, but I don't mind you know working for a good, a good employer. You, you know? do do the multiple streams of income thing pretty well, plus the fact that you also are pretty self-sufficient. You raise chickens and rabbits, Chickens right? and rabbits and garden and the whole nine. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I, I well, I mean, I, 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 pretty busy. <laughs> I do all this because I like it. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel uh, like, I'm, like I'm accomplishing things. But I do like to, you know, different situations uh, to, keep it, to keep it flavorful. But the good news is that any one of my jobs, I'm, I have three main jobs right now. Any, if I lost any of those, I would be able to pick up anything else because I basically, in my 41 years, I've basically done it all. Um, I've worked for the man. I've worked for the government. 
Uh, I've worked for myself. Uh, I've been unemployed and for you know stints. I've done hard jobs. I've been to the kind of jobs that the who's the Mike Rowe guy? He would say I would you know I, he would call it dirty a dirty job. No. I've done those. Uh, so I've so I, I so my suggestion to anybody about you know retaining job security is to branch out and try new things because your you know your job you think is essential might not be essential tomorrow. And if you don't know how to do anything else, well, I'm sorry, man. Lesson two. Okay. Self-defense, it matters in tough times. As self-defense ta- probably matters a little more in tough times than, than otherwise. Well, yep. I mean, the, I think probably the job security is the biggest one because you you need the money, you need the income to buy all the guns and the ammo that you're going to need to defend your garden if you decide you're going to grow one of those. As times get tougher, people get more desperate. People who could not afford to feed themselves or their families forced to more extreme means of providing risks or starvation. Organized crime took off like a rocket ship during the 20s and 30s and 40s. The mobs in New York and California became some of the wealthiest organizations in the country because of their control of the liquor smuggling operations. Oh, that's uh, that is about uh, black market stuff. But go ahead. Yeah. Desperate times call for desperate measures surviving the Great Depression. A father or mother with starving children will abandon their morals and steal from others. You should assume your resources will come under attack, especially if you have stockpiled food, vital supplies, and resources others want. Now, and, and by the way, that is, right now, that is my biggest concern. I, I, I see a time where I don't, I'm not going to be able to leave the house because people know who I am. They see me out every day in the, in the yard. Oh, because you're... In the garden or with the chickens or the rabbits. And it's... I, 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 think my, I think my neighborhood is about 500 plus and I have I have seen more people in the last two and a half three weeks neighbors that I have never seen before just out walking around. Yeah. I've had good conversations with them, um, you know. People, you know, first time my neighbor and whatever. Uh, but for the sake of just this argument, for the sake of me, you know, preparing for all this, I've driven around and and looked. No one's growing anything. Mm. No one's no one has chickens in my neighborhood. It's. I'm the guy. I am the. Guy. I have a big old bullseye on my face, and people have joked in chat. Go ahead, chat room, that I'm going to be the first one against the wall, <laughs> not because of my ideals, my you know, because of the government's coming after me, because my damn neighbors are going to be hungry and they know who I am. And I've joked, of course, that uh, Aria didn't believe it for a while, but my chickens eat everything I put before them. Is that a question? No, that is. I'm like going to feed any burglars? any any uh, looters. I see to, the to chickens. my chickens, but I can only do that for so long. They say never trust a man with pigs. <laughs> that's the best. That's the that is the best option. I would say the next best option is chickens. But you got to do a lot of you got to do a lot of prep work. I've the, been the, watching the, this Tiger King, and pigs. I've changed my mind. I think the tigers <laughs> are probably better than pigs. Well, I um, you know <laughs> I hope it doesn't get as I hope it doesn't go Mad Max. Um, and I hope more people get on board and they start, hey, dude, uh, we really like what you've done. Could you help us maybe? Well, I and don't it- know if it'll go Mad Max either. And what I would say is, though, that you might seem something more like what we see now. And if what we see now is just a test run, and that's what I think it is. I don't mean test run in the sense that they did this to us. Yeah. I mean a test run in the sense that this isn't nearly as serious as a global pandemic could be. COVID-19 ain't Ebola. COVID-19 is not particularly deadly, but it is particularly virulent, right? Like you can spread it. So if you get that virus or that bug or whatever that thing is that is both virulent and deadly, Mm -hmm. 
That's the one. And so this is your test run, people. Are you going to be ready for it if it happens is again? This, is this going to be the wake-up call that's going to— Because it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Yeah. I, I really, really hope, looking at—if uh, you go to—we have a couple of— uh, uh, we have an Agway, and we have a tractor. Walpole's got a lot of uh, these stores who sell uh, seeds, seeds, and sure. chickens, and, and equipment. Every store has seeds. Um, the, but it, or the, every place, every community has seeds. Uh, Agway got a big shipment of broilers a couple of weeks back, and and some of them were mine. I came in the next day, and they broilers they, is they, types of chickens. Uh, it's the meat chicken. Yeah. Uh, they I think they got like two hundred and fifty or something broilers, all sold. Mm. Uh, the seed packs, they get their, some of the spots are barren because people are going in there and they're just buying everything. That makes me feel good. Some people are actually have woke up, awoken, and they're they are considering the possibility of what this is. This might not be it. You right. might we might get another year to prep, but Grow, growing food's a great thing. But you can also just get freeze dried foods or a variety of uh, grains and things like that that'll get you through some tough times too. As long as there's the recovery comes quick enough. If, but, if it's a if it's but, if it's six months down the road, then you might have enough food to do it. But if it if it doesn't happen, or you've got to survive like a winter or something, especially up here in the north, a lot of people are a lot of people. That's what's going to kill them. It's not going to be the starvation. It's going to be the damn cold and no electricity. Well, um, you can survive that. It's the not have food not growing like spring. <laughs> there's no food in the spring. Yeah, right? and you ate, and you ate all your seeds. Yeah. You ate all your you didn't you didn't collect any seeds or all well, you had. You can't eat the twenty two rounds. Or all you had was hybrid varieties, and so whatever you grow next year is gonna it's gonna grow just fine, but it's not gonna produce a damn thing. Right. So I mean, there. Are, I mean, I've spent so many so much time. I've been growing for seven years, but this year I've really gone to task as far as uh, 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 educating myself on how to uh, prepare enough or to grow enough or produce enough and. To, survive, to get me back going in the, in the springtime. It is a lot of work. Some people think you could just throw some damn seeds out there like Walking Dead and you got yeah. tomatoes the next day. That's not how it works. It's hard. Well, sometimes it is with tomatoes. If you're, <laughs> if you're in Florida, yes. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can call in and you can talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. And Conan. The people that make it possible for us to hold this forum for free speech are the amplifiers. And you can, like, what's the frequency, Kenneth, who is a silver amplifier, you can support Free Talk Live and help us bring freedom of speech to more radio stations. We're already on 200 of them across the United States. And... We'd love to be on more, and you can help. All you have to do is go to amp, A-M-P, amp.freetalklive.com, and do as what's the frequency Kenneth has done. Thank amp. you, sir. Thank you for your courage. <laughs> amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the Discord line. Note how clear this is. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Nathan from Texas Sounds. Nathan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark. Hey, Conan. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I actually had a bunch of figures prepared about the COVID-19 thing, but Excellent. it sounds like I, I won't have to make the case that it's not as serious as people are making it out. It yeah, I think like, a lot of people are very, very scared. And um, one thing, well, give me some of your stats here. I'd like to uh, to hear some of them. Uh, well, the first one I had was uh, yearly flu death. I'm sure that number's come up a lot. It's like thousands 
that in the U.S. Um, How much? And then the fifty thousand. I, I think it's about right. it's about then, sixty thousand a year worldwide. Worldwide, right. worldwide, it's a lot more. But I'm not talking about sure. the U.S. Yeah. Um, and the other one I, I had is two thousand eight swine flu. No. Um, How many died in know, the swine flu epidemic? About about twelve thousand. Okay. And you know nobody was calling for Barack Obama to be impeached or whatever because he waited until November to declare a state of emergency for a swine that started in April. Um, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Right. I think that part of the uh, the whole uh, just sort of lockdown mentality that came out of this was the fact that this started in China. And that's an authoritarian government who solved its problems through lockdowns. Um, I don't think that what the what has been done this uh, quarantining self quarantining stay at home thing is necessarily the greatest idea um i think that basically businesses and people should be responsible should be informed about exactly how dangerous and not dangerous this particular bug is and they should be able to make their own choices you know the idea of shutting down arresting people for going to the beach is r- ridiculous right. um but I, another interesting stat, if we counted flu deaths like we count corona deaths, then everybody who catches the flu has to die 1.3 times in order to, uh, to, to, to you know, look, at, look at the numbers. Because right now we're saying, um, you know, like they, it's confirmed tested cases of corona, and we don't test that many cases of the flu right. uh, going around. And then there's these deaths. Now, we don't know exactly if every corona death is a corona death or if it has something else to do with it. I mean, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, every guy that, uh, you know, has a coconut fall on his head, CNN's reporting it as a corona death. Uh, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, since this uh, epidemic, pneumonia deaths have plummeted. Right. Well, it, how, so good news, actually. Is it possible? And unless, this, unless. This is a question. I don't know. Is it possible to have viral pneumonia, the flu, and corona at the same time. And if you the have tri- all the three, trifecta, which one kills you? Exactly. And or which one do they put on their chart that killed you? Right. I and don't know. Ha- but you're not getting any of that that stimulus. You're not getting any of that uh, bailout money or the help money unless it was corona. Yeah, probably the corona. Right. When when they come out with the flu numbers for this year, it'll be interesting to compare that. See if like the flu numbers are strangely uh, a lot smaller than they were the, you know the year before. Yep. Um. And the other thing too is interesting. The the daily increase, uh, I guess, as a percentage, has has slightly gone down, like in the last two days or so. Well, there's so a bit of flattening like in New higher. York, supposedly. It it's been flat in New York. That, that doesn't surprise me because if you look at the graph for uh, Singapore, South Korea, and I think Italy, uh, it had about a month long course, and Italy is already winding down. We're like two weeks behind them, so therefore we should be in the peak about. Now. And so from that. I don't know how that celebrity thing is going to go, where that like Jimmy Kimmel and all of them are going to like get together next like two weeks from now or something, some kind of like special or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, so that's the so the interesting thing is if if it is going to start decreasing from now, how is that going to affect the narrative? Are they still going to be pushing the this panic and this you know doomsday narrative? They're already pushing it. They're talking it. Fauci is talking about this thing is never going to go away. We're gonna be we're gonna be dealing with the same right. the same situation every single year at this time, and, and and Gates is on the on the same wagon. They're talking about uh, making sure this never happens again. You've right. got to get chipped. Well, people weren't catching the flu, and I I I'm sorry to all the liberals out there that get triggered every time I say the flu. I know that Trump 
use the term flu, but that doesn't mean that everybody out here that uses the term flu means uh, means they agree with a Trump on every issue. But, you know, the flu wasn't getting transmitted by people going out to restaurants or being in movie theaters with other people. And it's likely that none of these activities particularly make a difference. Now, yeah, activities like going to school where you put all these dirty Dirty, dirty kids are <laughs> same naughty <place>. kids. <laughs> and, like, maybe I don't know. Just me, just me spitballing here. Maybe online learning needs its own. Uh, hey, if anything it's, good, it's, if anything good comes from this, maybe that the uh, public indoctrination camps will get shut down. Well, this is where this is where viruses have up heretofore been transmitted. Yeah, and even the the nurseries and things like that. I mean, maybe. The new way to do things will be have one parent stay at home, take care of the kids, make sure they're doing their uh, the schoolwork online, and then we go out. Going out's a big deal, like it used to be when we if, were if they can farmers. afford if they can afford it. The yeah. reason is two two family uh, breadwinners is because. Nothing is affordable anymore. Bring in a second husband or second wife. Oh, no. You're going that route. (laughs) (laughs) The moon, she's a harsh mistress. Yes. What am I going to do about my polyamorous thing because of the virus? I don't know. I think it was in the New York. That might be. Well, I mean, for all the polys out there, this would be your argument. Uh, Well, (laughs) hey, uh, we've got to have someone at the house. All right. We've got three breadwinners here. Okay. Molly, you stay with the kids and maybe, maybe they change it up every now and then. Certainly. So here's my prediction. Here's my, my prediction is is that because Orange Man is bad and the media thinks that you know there's a connection between Orange Man and the virus, this is going to continue all the way till November. Like we're going to hear. Oh, about, most definitely. If if, if it doesn't turn into something else, yeah. right? I'd say that this is Trump's yeah, weak point. Save enough people. But he's, I think, really turned this around to the point the media is like, we're going to stop putting this guy on the television. Um, you know, the president's having a conference every day. He's campaigning. Yeah, especially when he is. Uh, he every time he gets up there, he's suggesting the what is it, hydrochlorine, chlorine, or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, whatever. I don't know whether that's that, going to that, work or that, not. But well, it might be working. It, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But whatever. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I'm no fan. Around. They'll say that. Oh, they'll say that Trump. Uh, Trump tweeted about it. Oh no! The funniest thing is there was a doctor who tweeted that the numbers were comparable to the flu, and then Trump said something similar, and then he immediately tweeted, "This is outrageous! How could you say this?" Yeah, and everyone was, like, was towing that line. Fox and all of the, all the left leaning sites, all the right leaning sites were talking about this is not uh, as dangerous as the flu right. in the first month, February. And then everyone changed their their message after that, and well, and they're a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, I mean, these uh, Joe Biden daily things that are coming out is like getting a it's like having a webcam at the the geriatric center. Um, I mean, you know, like uh, Americans don't have a choice come November. To my mind, I'm going to be voting Libertarian likely because that's what I do. But um, you know, good, good luck, America. <laughs> you know. I don't see the media. The media can just fuss and and fuss and fuss about Trump all they want. They don't have. They're, the Democrats haven't put up somebody worth voting for. Hydrochloroquine. Hydro. Hydroxychloroquine. God. All right. You know what? I, whatever. Whatever Trump keeps saying works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I. But I think is. Be- uh, yeah. It doesn't. Doesn't necessarily. It's not necessarily safe for the human body. But it does. It might work. Nathan, thanks for the call. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Does everything have to be a political football? And I know that's what the Republicans are saying right now. That's their line. Um, I, I get that 
that I probably deservedly so am called a conservative uh, now and then. I don't think of myself that way. I think of the conservatives as stodgy and silly on a lot of issues and, you know, whatever the case may be. But I get where people are coming from if they decide to say, you know, Mark's the Mark's the conservative of the bunch. Yep. But, you know, I mean, I like to be fair and I'm happy to go after Trump on issues that I disagree with him on. But, you know, what exactly was this guy supposed to do? Right. Now, I get I he, I do hear that he shut down some kind of. uh I don't know, pandemic squad that uh, Obama had set up previously, and maybe that would have been useful. I don't have any idea. Uh, I've also said this, and I don't mind being quoted on this, is if we're going to have governments or the state or whatever terminology you want to use, then probably their primary thing to be doing is attempting to stop global pandemics. But let's not forget, folks, they're terrible at it. They They're, are terrible at everything that they do. They they take the power that they have for these things, and then they squander it. And they're bad at what they do. It's like the roads. Oh, we're going to have the government because of the roads. Well, but the roads stink, too. As far as Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Talk Live, kicking off another hour. If it's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, any day of the week, we're here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Conan. And by we, I mean the people of Free Talk Live, not Conan and I, who, uh, what, I mean, you and I haven't been on a show, just the two of us, in and you know months we, yeah, and months. And you know what we talked about last time? Huh. It was Farm Talk Live. Remember that? <laughs> I that do. Was, I do. Well, I had a garden for a long time. You currently have one. Um, I raised pigs. You raised chickens and rabbits. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's there's that. But uh, let's go to the call. So we've got Gene, the Christian anarchist. See if I push the right button here. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, are you figuring the board out again? I'm doing my best. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not exactly seamless at this. Plus, I talk while I do it rather than just keeping silent, which would make it seem like I knew what I was doing. Well, uh, talking is a good way to cover up mistakes. <laughs> I do it all the time. What's on your mind? Um, so anyway, I was going to talk about the, the virus, of course. Everybody's talking Everybody's about Everybody's talking virus, about it. Right? And, you know, we've had four patients now that tested positive, and they're all on... You work at a doctor's office. Yes, and they're all on the chloroquine and z And they're doing quite well. They're doing actually marvelously. One of them is about ready to go, uh, to be declared cured. 
and uh, a couple of them I've just, you know, they're new patients, so I'm not new to us, but they've just newly been diagnosed. What what so, are the, what are the chloroquine's um, side effects? I don't remember. They're, they're very minimal. I mean, this is a drug that's been around for it's the malaria drug, right? Years. Yeah, it's been around for like eighty years, and it's it's well known drug. And um, there are some side effects. I can't tell you what they are off the top of my head. I'm not a doctor, first of all, so let's get that straight. My wife is the doctor, and she's the genius who's been treating these people. Um, but she's just she's getting it off of uh, you know the forums and the and the resources that are talking about these treatments because it's all pretty new. Seems to be that the thing that kills you is the inflammation in the lungs, and so you don't really treat the virus, but rather treat the inflammation, and that's why some of these drugs are—they don't seem like they should work because they, you know, they're, they're not effective against viruses. Right, they're not for viruses, but they're, uh, but but if they're effective against inflammation, then hey, that might work. Right, so they're still trying to figure out the exact nature of this thing. It seems to affect the body similar to uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. So, um, like I say, they they don't know all of the details yet, but they're learning very quickly. And I suspect, and I've predicted all along, that this was not going to be the horrible uh, society ender that, uh, that it was predicted from the beginning. Because, and I didn't do that because I had some kind of scientific knowledge or I'm super smart or anything. My prediction was based on one thing and one thing only. In 50 years time, I've heard all these predictions about how bad everything's going to be. And every prediction has been wrong, 100%. So it's easy for me to disbelieve any prediction that comes along because I've seen it and they're never right. They're always wrong. So yeah. and this is like for one, um, you know, the media needs to have if it bleeds, it leads, right? Correct. Um, so they need to have something that's terrible to talk about. And your government needs it as well because this proves their right. Re- relevance. Right. So uh, you know, fear means everybody runs to mommy government. It's it's happened over and over again. Um, no big surprise. And yeah, you're absolutely right that the vast majority of times they talk you to talk about being, you know, careful of this thing or that thing or whatever the thing might be, that they're just not right. Now, and I do want to caution people that it is a deadly, you know, it's a deadly condition if you get it and you don't get treatment. So it's not something to take too lightly. But if you do get it, I mean, if you know anybody who's got it, they should request these these drugs from their doctor right now and they should uh you know if the doctor's not automatically assigning them they should ask what about taking it it prophylactically i mean a lot of people are trying to do that you can uh maybe some because people are on these drugs already for other conditions and uh one of them is lupus for instance so if you're already on the drug because of because you have lupus it might be that you'll never be affected by this thing. I don't know. That's still going to have to come out in all the numbers in the future here. But I think I'm predicting in three weeks we're going to be back to normal. Everything's going to be, uh, well, kind of normal because the economy is already damaged severely. And I don't think that's going to turn around. But as far as our health I'm hoping goes, by May I, 1st that uh, America's looking a lot more like uh you know, America did. Um, maybe we yeah. get rid of a few bad habits, and, and I think that could be an advantage. Thanks for the call, Gene. Appreciate it. 
855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Luffy Ratspeed calling in Hello. from the Internet. Luffy, you're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Can you hear me all right? Yep, gotcha. Excellent. So, yeah, I just thought it would be worth uh, uh, at least bringing up that uh, for once tonight, that uh, comment that the Surgeon General made the other night about this being our Pearl Harbor 9-11 moment. I was wondering what your guys' uh, thoughts, comments were on that. I hadn't heard it been brought up yet. Well, if you consider all of the freedoms that were stolen from us during those events and, and, <laughs> and all the money that was made, all the warmongers and making all more tanks and more ships and more missiles, uh, you know, that's what those two events brought us brought us more grief and uh and so for we and we so we lost freedoms we we gained security maybe uh, i'm not so sure about that but i'm thinking that uh never let a good crisis go to waste and oh, that's exactly that. what they're doing right now they are taking advantage of this they have overhyped it not just government but the, the the dying news media is taking advantage of it as well if it leads it bleeds or if it bleeds it leads uh, they every, everyone who can is taking advantage of this and it's in those people I, you you're you're what's wrong with humanity bunch of sick psychopaths i um i guess for from my point of view i you know as a news media person i have to say well we got to talk about the things that people want to talk about and they want to talk about corona right now but they want to talk about corona because they've been told they want to talk about corona and so it's this chicken and the egg kind of cyclical situation free talk live certainly didn't come out talking about a corona but now we don't have many choices because that's what everybody wants to talk everyone about. who's called tonight is called about this the only comparison i can see between say pearl harbor and this is the amount of brain space it took in americans <laughs> so um yeah if that's what we're talking about the amount that americans oh. thought about but it. but you know thing. but you know they before uh before pearl harbor the Americans didn't want any part of that war. They had their foot well, firmly down, and you saw what it took. It just it was it such took a, the U.S. It, it was, government meddling with uh, Japan's and possibly, empire growing. Exactly, they <laughs> brought know? it up, and, and it and it worked. And all of a sudden, just like nine eleven, you have you know uh, uh, movie stars and you have football players. All we got to America, America is right. the greatest country in the world. We can't let these cave dwellers mess with us. And it was just it was psycho. It was kind of like. All of these toilet paper hoarders. It was. It It's. It, it's lunacy. Some people. The you. You have to wonder if we truly are in a simulation, and ninety-five percent of <laughs> of you out there listening are nothing but non-player characters who don't have a. What evidence you, do you have? You're not a non-player character. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, go, go, let, let's let Ratspeed go. Go, go Ratspeed. Oh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. So, yeah, I mean, very astute observations. So uh, as I heard this, as I took it in, um, I thought, okay, well, what exactly is he basing this on? And uh, besides the comments that you that, that, that you both mentioned, I thought, yes, those are both very astute observations. The, 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 because that's the only thing left that remains plausible. Because if you look at it from a perspective of, okay, well, what were those events? They were surprise attacks by foreign entities of some sort. Now, maybe you want to consider, okay, this is the China virus. Okay, maybe that's an attack by a foreign entity. They're flinging mud at each other back and forth about that. But no, they're, they're both surprise attacks. We saw this coming. So that's, that doesn't even make sense. And the next thing that doesn't make sense are the numbers. 
24 20 as of march 28th according to the cdc 24,000 to 63,000 people so far have died from the flu that's i want to talk about this if you'll just if you'll just hold the line please um sure the the number 855-450-3733 it's 855-450-free i do love talking about these corona numbers of course they change every day yep it's like watching the hurricane come in barreling down some people love it and then it takes a right a hard right free talk live Free Talk Live. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. It's Mark with you. And Conan. Is that your, like, is your real name? That is, it's on the, it's on the birth certificate. Wow. My granddad, speaking of granddads, he wanted, he was like, you can't do that to this kid. You're going to ruin his life. But my dad was a fan. Yeah. And by the way, and by the way, Rosetta I was a fan uh, the here's the here's the history. Uh, the, I was named before the movie came out. Right. Way, well before the movie. But there was a resurgence of the Conan stories. Yep. Thanks to Frazetta. Right. He really brought those back so in the this, 60s, 70s. He's a uh, an oil paint artist who would do the covers for many fantasy uh novels in that in that time novels. period. Yeah. He is he is one of my favorite oh, uh uh paint, gorgeous. And he wasn't even considered an artist until basically until he died. He was a he's an illustrator. Right, he was an illustrator like so many Well, well you think about Jack Kirby for instance. This guy changed I mean, it's changed the face of the planet yep. with his uh, ideas, and only now is he getting recognition. That's rec- typically the way it works, unless you do splatter painting like these numbskull abstract artists, and you sell your crap for millions each. It's yeah, it's it's a, it's a sad life we live in. Toilet paper hoarders, I'm telling you. Freedoms. I want to tell you about Freedoms Phoenix. It's a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. If you want the newest and freshest stories and perspective on current events from those who value liberty, freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch, which I get, and sometimes it's twice a day, is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, the rise of the police state. It's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com, freedomsphoenix.com. If you, like me, can never spell Phoenix. Just go to Google, type in freedomsphoenix.com, and they will pull it up for you. It's freedomsphoenix.com. Let's go back to the phones. We've got uh, Rat Speed on the line here talking about the corona numbers. Rat Speed, you're back on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, just to recap before you know the commercial break, we mentioned that the the Attorney, or not the Attorney General, the the Surgeon General said that this was our 9-11 Pearl Harbor moment. And so I did the minute worth of research that it was required. And I saw that the the number of people killed during the Pearl Harbor attacks was 2,400 people. And during the 9-11 attacks, the official number is 2,996, roughly speaking. That's 5,400 people. Um, Every year in the United States and the current numbers for the uh, 2019-2020 flu season uh, is somewhere between 24 to 63,000. That's Mm -hmm. the the estimate given by the CDC. Mm -hmm. So according to the Surgeon General's numbers... And that's an estimate, um, just to be clear. They only test like 30,000 people and half of those people don't, don't actually have 
influenza, and I'm going to try to distinguish between influenza and the flu here from here on out, because I believe the flu is turned into a colloquial term for flu-like symptoms, uh, you know, condition with flu-like symptoms, and that influenza is a virus. And I think there's a distinction. Go ahead. Right. Well, yeah, that's another point that that, that actually is connected to, to the one I'm going to make. So according to according to the logic by the Surgeon General, that since between 24 to 60, let's take the worst case scenario. Let's say 63,000 people died from the flu this season. That's eight times the amount of Pearl Harbor and 9-11 combined. Are you saying, is the Surgeon General saying that the flu is a, a reoccurrent 9-11 moment every year? It doesn't make any sense. Now, so I think it, it's, this is like, a, the, <laughs> it's the confluence of, the media saying uh, a narrative, a media narrative, um, a government narrative, a counterparty, and by that I'm talking about the Democrats out there, the uh, the minority party narrative, and the uh, American people all sort of coming together. Who's going to be the big winner here? Government's going to be the big winner here. This is American people aren't going to walk out of this better unless they vigilantly protect their freedoms when finally you're allowed to say, I think I'll go out and have a hamburger without everybody on social media jumping on you like you're trying to kill all of humanity. Yeah, I'm giving you the stink eye. Yeah, it's it's uh, until the tar and feathers come back out of storage uh, to take back what has been taken from us. Yeah, we're, it's, it's going to keep going downhill. And look, I, I, I was watching Laura Ingram on uh, Fox, uh, and the one thing that, that I will say about what they're saying there on Fox is she's right. We need an exit strategy. There is no exit strategy for this. It's just like, well, this is it. America, stay home. Non-essential people. No more jobs. I think, and I think it's going to be states. States are going to take back some of the what has been taken from them. Nine currently don't have stay-at-home orders. So exact, ahead, exactly. Exactly. Let's be good. Uh, the, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt is being taken advantage of in this situation. Absolutely. And I've boiled down exactly what needs to happen. People say, oh, well, everyone needs to get tested. There's actually two different tests that you need to have to create a, a proper ratio to collect data to create a statistical model. The first one would be the nasal swab test, which is how many people actually have the virus and the, the disease currently in their system. The second one is also very important, which is testing the antibodies to see how many people's natural uh, immune system have been able to take care of this and what symptoms are they showing. If the vast majority of people are asymptomatic or slightly symptomatic times or, or divided by the number of people that have the disease, in other words, if that if that ratio is really high and, and, and they're saying, oh, well, everyone is getting this, but no one's having any symptoms, that would limit down the amount of FUD. And they're not doing that. And one of the reasons why is because we don't have proper health care in this country. So de depending on what system you believe is the best system, um, I've been watching a lot of South Korean news, and they can't even understand this crazy complex uh, mafia type system that all of these private corporations have over the american people they they can't understand it they're they're like well why is the response so bad from their perspective what's happening in this country is very it's it's crazy it's insane and it's convoluted and everyone's taking advantage of this and it's just limit it's creating more fud and unfortunately 
it comes back down to that whole thing where too many people are profiting and taking advantage of this confusion, this chaos, the fear, the uncertainty, the doubt. And that is exactly what you guys have been talking about. It's going to lead to another depression. It already is. Right, right, right. The economy's basically shut down. Ratsby, thanks for the call. You're welcome. But as I said earlier, it's not the coronavirus isn't causing the depression that we're going to go into. That we're no, into, the government into, is. It, no, and it's not the government either. It is the people. It is the system. The system is meant to collapse. Winter is coming because it's 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 December. There's a spring, and there's a summer, and there's a fall, and we have entered winter. It's the cycle. The cycle is repeating like it does, uh, and you just better be prepared for it, just like you should be prepared for any winter. And that's what we're uh, actually going through right now is is that we're going through a list of things that um, – somebody made a list, basically. What should we have learned from from the Great Depression that perhaps can be applied into the future? And uh, we'll go on with that list here shortly. After the break. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. You can talk about anything you want. Even coronavirus, if you really, really, really want to. 855-450-3733. We call him Willy Wonka. He's a chocolate lab. His belly itched, and he would actually lay in the grass and scoot across it to scratch. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. His belly, it's all really cleaned up. He uh, flops over and lays on his back and just kicks his legs. I call it his happy dance. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Talk live. Come on and call in. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Yeah, it's Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Conan. And uh, let's uh, before we go to the phones, which I, I do intend to do straight away here, I want to tell you it's about saveatpurse.com. You can save up to 25% on your Amazon purchases. And the only catch, well, uh, you could use crypto. You have to use cryptocurrency. Go to save at purse.com, save on your Amazon purchases, use cryptocurrency, and in the process, support Free Talk Live. So it's save at purse.com. And once you sign up there through save at purse.com, you don't have to do anything else. There's no putting in a coupon code or anything like that to support us. It's just save at purse.com. Go there, sign up. Uh, enter some cryptocurrency in and start saving because, well, Amazon, man, they're a real winner on this one, too. Oh, yeah. They're doing right, quite quite fine, as as am I, because guess what I do? I sell product on Amazon. So there you go. Essential jobs, man. You got to you got to find what works. Let's go to Abby Normal calling in from the Internet. Abby, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey. I'm. I just wanted to talk about the importance of being prepared, the preparedness aspect of this whole thing. Um, So I, the Latter-day Saints or the Mormons, as most people know them, but they, they prefer LDS. Okay. But um, I was raised, I'm not an active member, but I was raised in that church. Yep. And um, they, uh, they talk about like, so being raised in it, they talk about being prepared 
and how important it is for you to be prepared for just anything in in particular, even if it's just a financial like job loss. But they talk about self-reliance and um, how it's always so important to have a food and water supply of drinking water and to avoid debt. Those yeah, are like the basic. I was going to mention the debt part. They like to own their houses. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. They a lot of libertarians come out of the LDS church, by the way, uh, for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. Well, it's probably, I don't, there's probably a lot of reasons for that, but um, uh, around where I'm at, I'm, it's saturated with uh, LDS church. I don't practice the religion, mm -hmm. but they do the preparedness aspect. I'm just telling you, it, it just in general, it's, it's cultural. important for anybody. Yeah. Yes, it's just important though. What would you because, say the number one things that one should do to be prepared are? Uh, well, definitely have like a a supply of food, of regular, you know, at least a month. If you can do three months, but a month ahead of time. But definitely, if you can right now in this, these times, I'd say three months. Well, you'd be real comfortable right now if you had three months worth of food saved up right um well mormons are well yeah they they usually prepare for that like i'm talking like even if it's like the basics like sugar rice yep like you know well, the when basics you, it's not that hard you go to the store you buy a can of uh food a can of beans or whatever buy two buy three i mean they're not expensive right. and right. rotate them the mormons often have these elaborate rotation systems which are great because the last thing you want is uh, some 15 year old can that you found in the back of your cabinet you can't do anything with that but oh, yeah. you know yeah, yeah believe it or not canned it food does go bad he starts tasting like <laughs> first it starts tasting like can and then sometimes and drinking they... water yep. drinking water too and so having that but also avoiding the debt and then having like even i think clothing and bedding is also good to have spare just even like just have it like in a to even having stuff for it to go a lot of people don't think of bug that. out bug out bags yes exactly just for in case you needed to hit the road and just and go and get out like it's important to have those things and you know they they well one of the it was said uh, the need for preparation is abundantly clear. The great blessing of being prepared gives us freedom from fear. So that's the important thing of it. You're not as worried. You don't have to stress as much if you have the preparedness. I, I would I would so, agree with that and say yeah. that is that is the most important aspect of prepping is not only you increase your survival, but you increase your mental stability, your mental health. There's by, less stress by over just, it. And it's the same thing with staying out of debt. Just as, you know, without this silly crisis, having debt over your head like that, it could bring people to depression. It's uh, So I came back from a trip yesterday or the day before. I'm not even entirely sure. Day before yesterday, I think. And I haven't been, hadn't been to the grocery store until my on my way in to work today. Mm -hmm. And my friend who's staying at the house made some beans and rice. He's a vegetarian. Well, I'm... I like his beans and rice, but I prefer to have some meat in my, uh, you know, my beans and rice. And of course, there wasn't anything in the refrigerator. He's not stocking anything in my, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went downstairs to the freezer, grabbed a couple of pounds, a two-pound uh, little seal meal bag of uh, of pork that I raised myself, and just brought it up, browned it real quick in the pan, added it to my rice and beans, and. You know, like, you're absolutely right. There's no stress here. There's no nothing. Everything's fine. 
And that's the yeah. thing you get if you have a little bit of preparation. Now, of course, Mentally, a freezer can go out. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Abby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mentally, though, it, it that's I mean, I'm more scared right now of, of just being at home and getting diabetes, diabetes right now at this point. Cause I'm just like cooking food and, you know, hanging out at home and I'm home more and I'm home all the time, but you know, that's dangerous being at home it, mentally. Like it's not good. Well, re- re- remove so. sugar from your prep list then that'll, <laughs> that'll help a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Thanks for the call. Yeah, Abby. For sure. <laughs> Thanks. 855-450-3733. Lesson three. And this is my favorite on this list because, as I was saying, I am all over From the, the Great I am all over the map. Lesson three, diversify your skill set. Okay. Many of the previous well-off families were forced into lives of extreme poverty. As the cushy jobs vanished and monetary assets tanked, people who had no real useful skills suffered the most. Previous wealthy parents watched in horror as their children died of starvation or illness that they could not afford to fight off. Mothers and fathers died by sacrificing their own needs for their children, leaving their children alone to fend for themselves. When times get tough, you'll need to figure out how to scratch out a living, learn how to provide an essential service to others to trade or barter for it. Figure out more than one or our bunches. I just go all over the map because one might work and one and the and two others might not. So you just got to you just got to try everything. Right. Figure out how to secure critical resources and turn those into necessary goods or services. It's best if you acquire these self-reliant survival skills today. Don't wait for the collapse to happen. You need to start figuring out how to how to do different things now. Make hay while the sun shines. Lesson four, we were just talking about this. You must stay mentally prepared and stop watching all that damn fear porn out there because <laughs> that's all it is. Listen to this show. We're going to talk about the real numbers. We're going to try to, we're going to advise you to be mentally sane in these trying times. We're going to talk about things like prepper lists and what you should do to prepare for all this. Stay away from that fear porn, man. Uh, well, look, I, I think that if I was checking out a media, I'd check out all media. If you want to listen to Free Talk Live, by all means, listen. Um, what we try to do is have a conversation. So if the world is having a conversation about Corona, Free Talk Live is can't really avoid a conversation about Corona. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, I can, I can tell you there have been times in my life when I've checked out of media and it feels good. Often on vacations, when I, you know, step, I'll step away. Is for that a couple so, of weeks. Is that social media as well? As the- I try to get away from it all. Um, you know, I've got, I have people out there that are. Con- you you know, probably that just got know away- what I'm doing. You so probably I- just got away from Wi-Fi that's been irradiating your brain. <laughs> by the by, the way, uh, I turned mine off a month and a half ago. I, okay. de- I, de- I deactivated it. Your Wi-Fi. I am sleeping. I am sleeping better. I have. I just. So you have no internet at all. I have I have internet, but yep. it's all hardwired. Okay, but I turn my the, the Wi-Fi the Wi-Fi off. off, and I'm thinking I'm sleeping better. I'm not sleepwalking anymore, or okay. talking to my sleep, or you waking. You think that the radio waves from the I Wi-Fi? don't know. Okay. I just I just wanted to try it out because of this whole five G conspiracy that's out there. It's going to start. Uh, Sounds like It's going to turn us all into lizards or something. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't buy it. But as a radio guy, I'm not going to. I worked under a uh, thousand watt AM tower for years, and um, I know people that have worked under hundred thousand watt FM towers. Whatever. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, final segment. We might be able to squeeze you in. 
No reason not to call. 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Conan. And we're going through this list of sort of prepping lessons learned from the Great Depression. Yeah, not necessarily what you should have in your cupboard, but just whole the whole Ideas. concept behind surviving uh, a, cr- a crucial event that uh, just might take place. Let me tell you about another crucial event. Uh, Forkfest 2020 is going on. It's from June the 29th through July the 5th, uh, and it's at Rogers Campground in beautiful the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Now, I don't know how many people are going to be there, but I can tell you, Ian intends to go. <laughs> he is not going to have his fun stopped. So if you want to go and be part of the fun at Fork Fest, there's no itinerary. It's what you plan. You want to serve food, serve food. You want to give lessons on how to build an AR-15, do that. Whatever you want to do, it's ForkFest.com. It's just liberty-loving individuals hanging out at a campground in northern New Hampshire. Go to the website to find out more. Fork, as in what you eat with, ForkFest.com. Uh, go, go ahead and give me another one of these. Uh, so lesson four was uh, stay mentally prepared. Got it. Lesson okay. five, and this is my problem. I hold this all this list. My problem is strong family bonds. Oh, okay. And being an individualist, being my my little guy yeah. out there, and my my all by my lonesome. Yeah. That's what's going to get me killed. No man's an island. Yeah. Uh, one thing, one surprising statistic from the Great Depression. Divorce rates basically non-existent. Really, because you because it's just as bad as it is um, in here. It's worse out there. It, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I might hate the woman, but good God, she can cook some beans. Yep, or no you know, I, or take care of the kids. So it's this is what I need to work on. Uh, we'll see. Yep. <laughs> well, I wonder why those magazines that you see at the supermarket uh, checkout are always having these people getting divorced. Well, these people have a lot more money than we do. They've got, they're used to everything being done for them. And I'm not saying, speaking about all of them, but the reason that you don't see as many long-term marriages in Hollywood is, is that's not, you know, people, they have too much. Yeah. They're, they're too fat and sassy. Lesson six. I guess they're not fat. Honest yeah. work can be hard to find. You might do what a lot of them, a lot of good old boys did. Uh, all through all throughout this century, gray market stuff, gray black market stuff. Yeah. So you you, you might you might run some shine, you might run some speakeasies or some gambling outfits. You know you might have to uh, break the law. Number like the Dukes of Hazard, like the, the the good old boys, <laughs> the good old boys. Lesson seven, they didn't mean no harm. So this kind of is in line with the last one. Vices were in high demand, so basically cigarettes, alcohol, gambling, all those good things. Right. Uh, well, getting cigarettes from places where they're cheaper to places they're more expensive is something that people are doing right now. Yeah. Um, and that's what business is. Business is moving something that people f- want. That people that's you know less valuable one place to a place where it's more valuable, and that may be on the internet. It may be whatever shipping, whatever it is. Lesson eight. Stretching your dollar, and you should be doing this all the damn time. If the, you know, being a frugal yep. uh, person requires that. Hey, you might not get a new pair of shoes this year because the last ones are just fine. They still got sole on. They still got tread. Uh, make that dollar stretch. Do a little bit of shopping. Shop around. Don't shop at just one outfit. You go to. I go to three different grocery stores, and I buy a different thing from each one because they specialize in you know different groceries that I either prefer because of their taste or because they're cheaper. Um, so our monetary system is based on the velocity of money, the idea of getting people to spend more and more and more and more in a system where currency is backed by nothing. People who practice thrift 
are rewarded many times over. Yeah, you don't have to work as many hours at your dead-end job because you're making that dollar stretch. This is my boat. I'm, yep. how, people are like, how the hell can you work a part-time job like you do and, and have everything that you have? It's because I shop around. I save a lot of money not not buying a new jet ski or a new uh, snowmobile or whatever. Right. Or you know, I you know I to me having my time is more valuable right. than having a lot of money and a lot of material the wealth. Leisure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, lesson seven is diets and health suffered. So basically, you you can't just yeah. I mean, you're gonna you can't just live off of rice. Yeah, you're gonna if you're gonna stock up. You need to. Whole foods. You, you need. You need your. You need your vitamin C. You yeah. need your protein. You need all of that. So you can't. So you do have to work on your inventory. Uh, lesson ten: Mass migration was common. Yep. Uh, People moved where labor was less valuable to where labor was more valuable. This. Uh, I am getting ready to dig a well, a shallow well. Uh, if you already have your well, and it dries up, and you try to dig another one on that property, and you can't find water, you might have to. Move. You might have to go where the water is. Uh, you might have to go where you can grow, where the crops go, are going to grow. Uh, you might be in the wrong spot, so you might it's have also to. Rain barrels. You might have to pick up and move, or yeah, you might have to figure out how to store, uh, collect water off your roof. Lesson eleven. This is the last one, right? Creative art is a silver lining. Creative uh, art is a silver lining. I guess what they're going into is, uh, well, that's what's keeping us alive right now. It's the damn Tiger King. So the the, me, the media is keeping people happy. So you, this is what you do when you have a little time off. Is I you, am loving Tiger King. You, all right, lesson twelve: self reliance is key. I I don't have any problem in this book. I this is this is my daily. This is my Conan the Stoic. This is what I concentrate on all the time: is having uh, as much knowledge uh, that I can of every subject matter. I am a jack of all trades, a master of none, and it could be bad. You know, if you're trying to master things, but I, I you know, knowing a little bit of everything is, I think, is the key to success. Stoic uh, for, Talk for, Live. For everything. <laughs> Go ahead, caller. It's David from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I live off rainwater, and I live in the desert. Yeah, um, you have this whole prepping thing down to a science. You're a man who manages to live on yeah. hundreds of dollars a year. Yeah, you got. Uh, if I didn't have this phone, I would need. Uh, I don't know. Two, you can live on two hundred dollars a month, and uh, you don't need a freezer. And but oh, I got to get in this. You, sh- you got to hear what these politicians said today on the radio. He, 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 uh, the uh, coronavirus. Two things. First, first one. This guy is Darren White. He's a former sheriff, former cabinet secretary, former chief of public safety, city of Albuquerque, former candidate for Senate, current uh, holder of one of the few licenses to sell uh, CBD marijuana, medical marijuana in the state of New Mexico. In other words, he's hooked up. Oh, yeah. And uh, you, there's all kinds, of, yeah, all kinds of controversy about him. He also has a radio program every day on uh, KKOB here in uh, Albuquerque. Today he said some guy, some snitch called in to rat out some small business, the little storefront uh, strip mall type business that sold only clothing, and so they weren't essential. And I one side of this little clothing store was Big Lots, and they were essential. On the other side of this little clothing store was uh, another Big Lots-type uh, store. I can't remember which one, but one you would know. And they were uh, considered essential. And so this guy stayed open, and uh, some some guy driving by uh, who was an essential worker, so he had a right to be out, called in and snitched this guy out. Mm-hmm. And this Darren White guy on the radio says, well, you can say the name. Go ahead, say the name, so that people know who's, who's uh, cheating the system. And so cheating the guy the said, the name of this little business and Sheriff Darren White, Cabinet Secretary Darren.
Darren White, candidate for Senate Darren White, chief of public safety Albuquerque Darren White, current license holder to sell pot after he arrested all, all the rest of your asses for selling pot <laughs> all those years. Uh, former Houston police officer Darren White, former Army Ranger Darren White, snitched out this little uh, clothing seller on air, intentionally dragged it out of the guy. The guy wasn't even going to name the business until Darren encouraged him to name the business Darren White, Albuquerque, <laughs> New Mexico. What a – oh, God. And then, uh, then there's and another this, one. I think that there's a lot of sanctimony that's surround that's that's going around right now. Oh, they so, feel good about snitching out their, these people who aren't wearing masks or they're standing too close to another person. I or, can't tell you how many people got a hold of me and, and breathlessly are saying – I mean, more than one. I could, uh, you know, I, I could probably put them on one hand how many people did it. But, I mean, when you have three people contact you about something, it, it's feeling like you're getting bombarded. Um, about Ian going out at night yeah. in Central Square <laughs> exactly. uh, for these uh, nightcaps. Now, I will point out at no point has he reached the number of people that are actually illegal for a public gathering at Correct. these things. He's just Correct. trying to. And, like, the very thought that he would walk outside and hang out with his friends is enough that people are, like, breathlessly con- and, contacting and, and me. Probably, yeah, and probably coming from people who know better. Right. Who know better that this is... Yeah. That, you know, I don't know what people know. I, I think I I'm, I'm frankly have to say that I, I think that the, the human race is a, is a doomed predatory ape. And, uh, you know, the fact that we got as far as we did is, 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 is incredibly unlikely. And is all I have to do is proof and evidence for that statement. Such is look a around. pessimist. Such a pessimist. At least go with the simulation theory that it was supposed to be like this. No. 95% NPCs. And by the way, not, it's probably not that. We're all NPCs. <laughs> but we're just at different levels. In fact, that is the name of the game. That is the true purpose of the, of the hardship simulation that we're dealing with. It's to break out of your NPC ways and gain enlightenment. It's a non-player character. And it comes from the terms from, like I think, Dungeons & Dragons. From David, thank you for the call. Appreciate games it. Games in general. Yep. Yep, uh, where they, uh, you know, the if the dungeon master, the uh, the person who's setting the game up, he's playing a character, um, you know, instead of a player playing a character. Correct. Right, that's it. So. But someone's got to sell you gear, and it's always the merchant. The merchant's not real. Check it out at freetalklive.com. If you want to move to the free state, and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com